What's going on, sports fans? Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. You're listening to episode 64. This week, we're going to be discussing the blockbuster Jake Paul fight, Steph Curry lighting up the league, the Nets losing LaMarcus Aldridge to retirement, and James Harden's hamstring issues. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. What is going on, Trey? How are you doing today on this beautiful, beautiful spring day in April? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, it's it's a good day. Um, got uh, some nice NBA games tonight. We had the Nets, uh, Horn or Nets and the Pelicans, and then we had uh, the Clippers and the Blazers. So looking forward that to that. Tonight. Yeah, a lot going on in the around the sports world. I mean, we had the if you guys watch any of you guys watch uh, European football or soccer um you know they decided to form a whole new super league that whole saga lasted like a day because a, a bunch of teams are just sure. leaving now so Arsenal that's all gone chelsea yeah. and man city so. so yeah three of the original 12 are gone i think it's gonna be over with that happened and then we also got the jake paul fight happening that happened on saturday night me and trey were actually watching it together um you know and i'll say this props to jake paul man because you know his brand is built on us hating him. So everybody hates him. So they're going to buy the fight. Yeah. We're not In our case, we didn't buy it. But everybody's going to hate him. And they want to see him get knocked out. So they're going to pay to watch this fight. I'll give him all the props in the world. I don't know how much he made. Must have been a lot of money. Because, um, I mean, that fight was in a minute and a half. And it was literally like a five-hour buildup with, like, a bunch of other little fights. And Justin Bieber performing, Doja, Doja Cat. Cat. Sweetie, just Sweetie. and doing nothing else. Yeah, it was just a it was a very unorganized performance. I mean, we had like it was a mockery to boxing, but at the end yeah. of it, I mean, but what do you expect from Jake Paul? Um, it was, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. It, it was something that that, um, you know, it, it wasn't like you were bored of it. Like I'd rather watch this than a regular season baseball game. And I'm being 100 percent honest. No offense to the MLB, um, but yeah, I, that's literally how I felt. It wasn't that bad. I mean, if you were expecting a good fight, I don't know what you're expecting. It's Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Like, if you were expecting a good fight out of this, like, you're just, like, yeah. you're just, he's way past his, like, we saw him walk to the, yeah. his career. We saw we Ben saw... Askren walk to the ring, man. Look at him. He's just, it, like, what are you expecting out of this fight? We know it was a money chase, it was a money grab, and it worked. Um, it was a minute and a half of just, I mean, Twitter exploded. We saw it was trending for, like, a long time. So obviously a lot of people were watching it and Ben Askren did not look like he was in good shape. I don't think he really cared about this fight at all. And um, I'm going to be completely honest. I think that fight was low key rigged man. lowest of keys. Cause I saw him get take punches before in the UFC and I see him get beat up pretty bad. The fact that he took one right hand from Jake punch and that just knocked him out. I was like, wow. Okay, whatever. But um, yeah, that's all I really need to say about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of thought it was going to be great rigged or that it was rigged. But then I realized, I mean, he said, like, he was on an interview, he said, um, I was just a, a quote, dumbass, and didn't block that punch that was coming. Um, I just think he wasn't expecting it, and um, he just didn't block it. Um, yeah, he did look out of shape. He did look like he had a dad bod. He didn't look like he was hyped for the fight. And... He did get up after he took the punch, but obviously he is not a boxer. He doesn't have, like, when real boxing matches are going on, you have to worry about, oh, this is a this is a fighter's legacy on the line. 
I can't blow this early. They're trying to they're trying to stop themselves from losing, adding a loss to their record. Mm. But this dude, I mean, he, he, this was going to be his only fight. He's not going to box anymore. He, he already made so much already, money. He already made so much money. What's the point of the ref prolonging the fight that he's probably going to lose? Um, and he's going to get even more hurt. Um, he probably, I don't know if he has a concussion or not. It didn't look like it from the interviews and how he was smiling after. But it could have been a lot worse. And what's the point of putting him through a, more pain? It's not like a official match. It's obviously it's Triller. It's not up to the par of obviously a professional boxing match. We know this was pretty much a mockery to boxing. Uh, any real boxer would be disgusted by what they saw in terms of the actual performance. Um, the commentators, I mean, they're all high. They're all drunk. Um, I, I don't think any real boxer took that fight seriously. So entertainment value, like trending on Twitter, just overall outreach of it, it was a success. And you got to give Jake Paul credit for that. He embraces the hate, calls himself the problem child, and um, he, 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 he made a boatload of money with this. And I'm sure Ben Askren did. So overall, I mean, it was, it was, it was a positive experience. I'd say um, Twitter went off. Uh, we we were on the stream, and it cracked out right before um, right before the fight started. It was during Jake Paul's intro. By the time we got back, Ben Askren was knocked out. But I mean, we still got to see Justin Bieber, so yeah, it's all so, good. Shout out to the Biebs. Um Kenny is now on the um, on the phone right now on the show. Say what's up, Kenny. What's up, y'all? We have technical difficulties earlier. Kenny's having some technical difficulties earlier. He was also there okay. watching the fight, Kenny. Um, what do you think about the Jake Paul fight, man? <sighs> was it rigged? It was it rigged? That's what I was trying to say. I mean, I really, me personally, I'm not a very big fan of boxing or wrestling. I don't watch it, you know, as much as I watch basketball, football. So I really didn't know much about Ben Askren beforehand until Stray showed me a video of, you know, Ben Askren getting absolutely demolished. But one thing I did realize was he could take hits. So the fact that mm-hmm. it took one hit for him to be out, less in time for us to get the the game, the fight on this TV, I think there might have been something going on under the table. Because you don't, I don't, you don't go from a you know Olympic gold medalist wrestler to getting knocked out by one hit by Jake Paul. That's that's facts. That's exactly what I think. Um, for me personally, I mean. We've seen Jake Paul. I don't know who else he fought, but um, I think it was Deji and some other. But okay, whoever he fought, I feel like at this point, if we're gonna take Jake Paul seriously, I want to see him against a real boxer. I want to see how good he really is, um, because he's been training. So the fact that he's been knocking out, he's not a he will knock out any normal person with no true boxing experience. I feel like he will win all those fights. I want to see him versing a ver- a real boxer in a real match, maybe even a retired boxer. Who knows? Um, but I want to see that happen. That would, that next fight, I feel like, would be a very defining moment in Jake Paul's career. Because if he wins against an actual boxer, then we can start talking about, okay, maybe Jake Paul is is dirty after all. Who knows? But um, I, I think Jake Paul knows how to play his cards. He's not going to ever fight a real boxer. I think he's going to keep fighting a bunch of, like, whoever he can get the most money from. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, think about it. Ben Askren was an Olympic gold medalist. So the fact that this dude just took one punch from a from an internet star, Jake Paul, and just called it quits it was uh a little sketch to me mm-hmm. a and, lot of people say he has like a decent amount of power 
So yeah, um, that punch was probably like up there in terms of power. I mean, he did get up, but obviously the ref blew the whistle, called called it. So um, st- it was still it was still an entertaining product overall, but um, oh. it was just a little sus. But I, I'm get, I'm sure there was reasons why, and I'm sure Ben Askren got paid under the table. Yeah, I mean the fact that we were watching this stuff, like like you said, Kenny, can me, Kenny Shrey, we don't religiously watch boxing. The fact that we watch this just goes to show you how entertaining and how much of a draw Jake Paul really has, no matter how much you hate him. Yeah, uh, I hate his guts, but I <laughs> you guys gonna, long, we, long Askren training for uh, eleven uh, weeks. I mean, yeah, if you train for eleven weeks, I feel like one hit should not take you out like that. That's what I'm saying. He, I mean, he he was. I, I, Jake Paul's been training for like two, two and a half years. I I, I just think he maybe was just not expecting the power that Jake Paul had, and it kind of got him by surprise. Yeah, it was actually kind of crazy. Um, moving on from that, from boxing, we're gonna go to NBA basketball, and we gotta talk about Steph Curry, man. Chef Steph Curry. I mean, he's going crazy the past, what is it, six, seven games? Yeah. He's averaging, I think, I mean, I, I think Shrey said the stats the other day. It was some ridiculous numbers on ridiculous shooting. Um, I think he dropped 49 yesterday in a win against the Philadelphia Sixers on his own brother's head. This, I mean, He's going crazy right now, and I think he's fighting very hard to get the Warriors into that playoff push, into the eighth seed, or into the playing games at least. Um so, of all this being said, I mean, listen, I remember last year we had a debate about is Dame the best point guard in the league? Is this actually – is it actually done? Like, is, is, is it actually a clear 1-2, or are you guys still think it's a 1-A, 1-B conversation? I think it's a 1-2. Steph is – there is just an element to Steph that you, you can't really quantify, like – Yes, Dame is great. I think they are they are on that same tier. It's just them two in that tier, but Steph is a clear number one to me. He was clear before whenever Dame was going off in the bubble, and it's clear, even clearer now to me. Um, Dame was basically in the same position last year. Um, he had to fight in the bubble to get them into the playoffs. And Steph, while, while he's been out this year with injury, they're one and seven. Um, they're awful. They're awful. Yeah, they're right? awful. And they're um with him, they're twenty-seven and twenty-two, I believe. So uh that just goes to show you um they are a playoff team when he's there. They're five games over five uh they're five games over five hundred. Um they would be, I think they would be an eighth seed if they if, if he played all game, all the games, maybe even the seventh seed. So um he he's really kicking it into gear recently. I mean, the last five games: ten threes, eleven threes, four threes, eleven threes, ten threes. Um, he has six six out of his last ten games have been over ten threes, and no other player has more than five for their whole career. And the next the next one on the list is Clay Thompson with five for his whole career. And he, this dude's done it six times in the last ten games, which is unbelievable like I, I i just can't like you just, there's no words to this i mean steph is just on another level right now he draws so much attention he creates so many open shots with them every screen he comes off with the double team he's getting 
like against Boston, we saw him take a few hits. We saw him sprain his ankle pretty bad, mm. sprain his ankle pretty bad, and he showed no ill effects yesterday against Joel Embiid. He took him on the switch or jo- Joel Embiid. There was one for this possession where he took him on the switch and he and B got the best of him, but the rest of the game, Embiid didn't want none of that on that pick and roll. Um, Steph was just pulling up every time he wanted. He got obviously you guys saw him just take George Hill. Um, I, I'm sure George Hill was having nightmares of those 2018 finals matchups. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just wish the Warriors had a better team around him. He'd get he'd be getting a lot more MVP buzz, but. I don't think as a ninth or eighth seed, he's going to be able to get enough traction to pass Embiid or Jokic or Dame uh, for that MVP spot. I think he's number four right now behind those three. Um, But if they had a better record, I'm sure he would be in that top two for sure. Yeah, so, you know, in the bubble last year, I gave in a little bit to that 1A, 1B. Uh, Not as much as... He heard on one of the shows before by Jamal, who crowned him completely. But I was, you know, having thoughts about Dane being the best point guard. And, you know, to some degree, they are on that level, same level. They're, they're Steph, Dane, a little bit of a drop off from Kyrie, and then a bigger drop off. Those are my, cons- I think, the consensus top three to me. But Steph is crazy, man. You all remember that shot? He kind of just like threw it over his head. That's yeah, the step. It's Boston, like with his left hand. Yes, anything, anything he throws up, bro, it's like he's just going in. Like there, there's a there's a chance that's going in. I've never seen a player in my life where I'm like, oh my god, that might go in. It does. Unbelievable. Like it's at the point where I'm literally just calling cast or anything he shoots, bro. It's, yeah, it's just so easy. It's so easy. Like I have those- a, it, it, I have a stat for you guys here, man. Steph Curry in April is is averaging forty point seven points a game on 55, 50, and 91 shooting splits and in 10 games. So this is not like just a two, three game. It's, he's yeah. going crazy, man. I don't know what – 72 of 143 from the from the three-point line, bro. Like, it, this is not even – like, Chris Paul has made 73 threes all season. And it Steph is. has made 78 over the last 11 games. Yeah, he is different. He, yeah, he's this, just different. He's the best point guard ever. I'm I'm ready to say he's the best point guard ever. There I'm ready no to say one. too. Uh, Steph Curry is the best point guard of all time, man. I don't think I don't think there's much of a debate. I mean, there is a debate between him and Magic. Between the after those two, I I just don't see anybody who you can really put up there with them. I mean, the stuff that he's doing, two MVPs, back to back MVPs, a unanimous MVP, three finals, three rings. It. It's very hard to compete against that, and the fact that he's the greatest shooter of all time, and it's gonna he's gonna obliterate the three point record by the time we by the time we're done. So, right, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know how you compete with that. Right now, Steph is doing like a hard carry that I haven't seen since you know LeBron in that twenty eighteen finals or Russ in that twenty seventeen season, like with mm, the- Kobe in two thousand five, two thousand six. He's literally willing his team to win. Like without him, this team is nothing. Yeah. No, you literally look at the roster. This team is a sub twenty win team without Steph Curry, bro. Yeah, and he just passed Brad for a scoring title lead at thirty one point four <laughs> points per game. So, and they're meeting. They're they're playing on they're playing on Wednesday. So it's going to be an interesting matchup on Wednesday. Both teams need a win. I think it's one of the most underrated matchups of the season so far because you got Russ who's playing at a high level too. 
um, Russ and Beal versus Steph, part two in the last like few weeks. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun matchup on Wednesday for sure. Can we also talk a little bit about Russ too? Uh, that, no, we can't. The hate, on, the hate on Russ early in the season. I mean, I've been saying we're unwarranted, and he got to be positioned to make the put to be in the playing tournament. Something no one really thought they're gonna do. Do y'all think it's um? How do y'all feel about that? You know? I mean, well, thing about Russ is this: man. we all know what he can, what he's capable. Of. We all know what he's capable of. I mean, the numbers sometimes are a little misleading. They don't take take into account his shooting percentage. But he's been playing well. He has been playing well. He is not making. He's not getting as much tunnel vision as as he as he was before. I mean, he was coming off an injury earlier in the year. I, you know, that's why we saw him. You know, sputtering just a little bit, not playing as well. But now I think we've seen him get into his groove. I mean, he's still in the prime of his career. I don't think. I don't think he. I don't think everybody knows Russell Westbrook in his prime. I mean, he's he's a very great. He's a great player. Nobody's saying he's not a a good player. I just feel like, um, is Russell Westbrook the the thing that can get you to the championship? That's what people were kind of like debating over the past few years. Nobody's debating how good he is. I mean, he can carry a team single-handedly on, on certain nights. I just don't know if Russell Westbrook is your answer, you know, come playoff time, when you need a big three, when you need something to happen. But, yes, Russell Westbrook is a great player. I mean, I think that him by himself, him by himself, no. He's not, you need a good shooter, I think, I feel like, to be able to get to the finals like that. And he's not a good shooter. We all know that. Uh, the Thunder teams, after Katie left, hard carry. That Rockets team – was just an epic fool in the playoffs. <laughs> epic, epic fool. But that team also wasn't really built undersized going against Braun. Like, all right. Yeah, I'd not expect much from that. But, you know, give Russ, like, I know, give Russ and Katie a team that can actually score behind them again. I think that's a finals team. Because it was really just those two on the teams, you know, doing the bulk of the scoring. And I, don't know, I feel like his career just been a lot of unwarranted hate towards him. I will say this. Yeah. I'll say this about Russ right now. Um, yeah. I feel like Russ, there's only four players in, in the NBA who can just carry straight bums to the playoffs. I'm going to go with LeBron, Russ, Steph Harden. Curry, as we're seeing right now, and James Harden. And I think Russ is one of those special players who can get you into the playoffs. But come playoff time, of course, the team is sometimes just not as good. Or maybe Russ makes some mistakes that prevents them from going to the next he level. Breaks down. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about Russ. And we've seen it happen three or four years already, man. So I don't know. We'll we'll see come playoff time if, if Russ can make some noise. But I don't. I mean, this Wizards team is not good either. Yeah, yeah. It, it's literally just Beal and Beal and Westbrook um, creating and scoring. It's really hard. The rest of the starting lineup often I see in single digits. Um, Alex Len doesn't do much. Avdi has been a disappointment. Uh, He's supposed to be a shooter. He gets so many open looks and he just misses. Uh, I don't know. Like it looked, everything about the shot looks fine, and he just misses. Uh, yesterday he had so many open looks, just couldn't get anything to fall. So this team goes as uh, Westbrook and Beal go. And a crazy stat: the uh, in terms of leaders, um, clutch field goal percentage leaders with a minimum fifty attempts. Guess who's number one? Russell Westbrook at 55.7% on 34-61. That's better than Dame. That's better than Jamal Murray. That's better than LeBron, Harden, Jokic, which I just, like, when I saw that, I just could not believe it. So, like, props to us. I did 
it, it the the hate that I gave him was definitely um I I I did it. It was definitely premature, but um we have to see what he does should they get into the playoffs or a playing game. We got to see how he plays because we've seen this a lot from Russ, and um we saw last year he just um the Lakers were just not guarding him in the second round. Um and the year before that, I believe versus the Jazz, um or not the Jazz the the Blazers. Um, he he got outplayed by Dame straight up. So um, we're gonna have to see some. We're gonna have to see his numbers and his play translate to the playoffs. Um, to really, for me to really admit that I, the hate is completely unwarranted. Okay. Well, that's tough. Moving on from that, we headed over to Brooklyn. You know, they were streaking earlier in the year, and now it's kind of slowing down. Because we just found out James Harden has, and Lamarcus Aldridge just last week announced his retirement from the NBA after an irregular heartbeat. Um, you know, I hope I hope everything's fine with his heart. But I want to ask you guys: Is Lamarcus Aldridge a Hall of Famer? Yes, but not because that would be he would get the Hall of Fame. If you saw what he did with the Blazers, the Blazers in his prime, I don't think it would really be a question of that guy. That mid-range shot of his, wow. That guy just would not miss that shot. Seven-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA second team. This guy, I don't think it should be a discussion, really. Maybe we could, I've, I've for, no, no, go ahead. Maybe because the act of the championship and athlete, but all right, not really, but I think mean, we've seen players who don't have rings. I'm Harrison, Hall of Fame, so yeah. At first, my immediate thought was yes, he's a Hall of Famer. But then I was watching, I was listening to Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, and they pointed out that Chris Webber, who's made five All NBA teams, five All Star teams, and I believe his prime was probably a slightly better, not as long as uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, but I think it was better than um, uh, his prime. I think Chris Webber had a better prime than Lamarcus Aldridge. He was the catalyst of those Kings teams that were um, giving the Lakers a hard time. Um, you can say tw- 2002 was rigged, but uh, who knows? Um, he aver- he had a season where he averaged 27 and 11. Um, he had another season where he averaged 25 and 11. So um, he's not in the Hall of Fame, and he's had a lot of opportunities to be in. And Rashid Wallace, also a champion. Um, I'd say um, similar numbers. Uh, Four-time All-Star. He doesn't have any All-NBA teams. But um, those two guys aren't um, in the Hall of Fame. And I feel like, especially the Chris Webber thing. um, He's not a Hall of Famer. I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge is either. Because LaMarcus Aldridge, maybe um, maybe if he stayed healthy this year and won a championship with Brooklyn, I maybe I would uh, um, consider it, but considering that now um, that I know Chris Webber is not in the Hall of Fame, um, I, I just can't um, say that um, Lamarcus Aldridge should be in the Hall of Fame as well. Um, but a great career, and I hope that he's um, everything. He he has good health, um, and I'm actually glad he put his family over um and his health over um basketball like that's a hard decision to make i'm sure and um hope the best for him 
Uh, for me, I do believe that Lamarcus Aldridge doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, looking back at his career, played had a long stint in Portland where he dominated. Had that Spurs stint where I I believe that they had they were the biggest threat to that Warriors team in 2017. I mean, that was a 67 win team going up against the Warriors. Um, Fortunately, all that Kawhi stuff happened. But, yeah, Marcus Aldridge for his career averaged 19 points a game, 49% shooting, eight rebounds. On offense, I mean, like Kenny said, he had that mid-range shot that it was damn near unstoppable, man. He's huge. Um, he was making that shot. He was a very skilled player in the post. Seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, um, rookie of the year or all-rookie team in 2006 when he came into the league. Uh, I mean, and if he stayed NBA, well, he's going to get a ring too, so he's going to be a one-time – one-time champion. Um, I just believe Marcus Aldridge is one of the bit, the best skilled wing um, big men we've seen in this recent era. And I believe that, I mean, players like Yao Ming got into the Hall of Fame. So I, I believe that if Yao Ming got in, I think we can get Marcus Aldridge in there. Because you say a good point about Chris Webber, but I don't think Chris Webber was playing. I mean, he wasn't in the same position as Marcus Aldridge all these years. So I think Marcus Aldridge, as a big, he does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, Chris, Chris Weber had to had to compete with the likes of Duncan, um, Shaq, um, other big guys, Olajuwon, to get into All Star games, and he still made five. And All NBA team, he still made five. So that's yes, that's my that's my thinking. Obviously, Lamarcus, I think he will get in. But my thing is, if Chris Weber's not in, it's kind of hard for me to say that he should be. In. Yeah, I mean, the Basketball Hall of Fame is a very very you know, difficult thing to predict because, like I like, I mean, you said Chris Webber, Yao Ming is literally playing the N- NBA for eight seasons, and he literally got into the. He literally got in the Hall of Fame. That's all his accolades are. He never got out of the first round. He was a Hall of Famer and an eight-time All Star. And I think the all the All Star vote was from those uh, his Chinese fans over in yeah. China, and I'm pretty sure that's the reason why he got so many of those All Star games. And I mean, yeah, the fact that Yao Ming is a Hall of Famer, I think Marcus. I mean, we don't know what it is. Maybe it's an international thing, so who knows? I think we'll see what happens. But I, I personally do think that all the Marcus Aldridge will be Hall of Famer um, when it's all said and done. Yeah, that's important about the fact that Weber is in it yet. Um, I think he, I think he still will be in it, and I think it won't come up to a point where maybe you know a couple years down the line, Chris Weber, Chris Weber will get in, mm-hmm. and then at that point. Okay, I'll just be like, he can get it. Yeah, I think so too. Weber has to go first. Once he pointed that out to me. Yeah. Thanks. Um. With that being said, let's move on to the later uh, the other teammate on the Nets who's injured, um, dealing with an injury right now. We got James Harden, who I think suffered a setback, so he'll be out for another month. Um, Kyrie Harden. And uh, Katie have played a total of seven games together on the floor this year. I, I don't think they'll be playing another single game in the regular season. So I'm asking Kenny right now, the biggest Nets believer here, are they are they in trouble? Is it is this going to be is this going to be trouble for them? Or are they going to figure it out in the playoffs? I mean, I think the difference here is this is not not the Clippers. Like the Clippers, they were just you know just low managing, thinking they had it easy. The Nets, I feel like, are different. Have a different mentality. Like after the, the, the collapse of the Clippers last year, we all the reports, reports came out that you know, Doc Rivers didn't have like control of the team. The players mm-hmm. were like, "All right, we don't really care." Lemon Pepper and Lou, 
<laughs> I don't feel like that's a culture in Brooklyn, and I think you know they'll work a little bit harder to catch up the two games they missed they missed in the playoffs, and you know it will end up being like that. So I am still a very big believer in the Nets because we saw what they're doing with just you know, Kyrie and Harden. The point they're going to end up. We saw them come back against the a fully healthy team with just Kyrie in the fourth quarter without Kyrie even playing, and you're going to add arguably the three best. Three top scores in the league on a court at the same time against you know the likes of the Hawks, Celtics, who are you know yeah I don't I don't think it's it's a big issue for the Nets they'll figure it out in the playoffs and get that ring this year uh, scary average you know what it is but yeah no. I don't I, I it, considering they've only played seven games I know they've been great in those seven games but the playoffs is a different animal. Um, you can't figure chemistry out in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to play another regular season game together because of that James Harden setback. And we just don't know about KD because I feel like he's just getting unlucky now. And every time he steps back on the court, there's an injury. There's COVID. There's something crazy COVID protocols that make absolutely no sense. So, yeah, he hasn't played six games in a row in two years. So... Um, there is some concern there. I feel like I felt like if they um, were able to play at least 10 to 12 games towards the end of the season together, um, I'd be a little more confident in saying that they're guaranteed to win the East. But now it's kind of hard. Like, I, I don't know. Um, what, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know exactly when James Harden is coming back. But I still believe that if they come back, if the, if the, if everyone comes back healthy by the playoffs, I think they will make the finals. It's just a matter of how tough the road is going to be. Um, they might what? Who knows? They might lose a game or two that they wouldn't lose in the first round, and it, it like because they're going to have to. They're not going. I don't think they're going to get the first seed, so they're going to have to face the Bucks in the second round, likely. Maybe the Heat or the Celtics in the first round. Which would be a tough first round matchup. That's nothing to uh, to to sneeze at, because uh, they are experienced teams. They do have really good players. You have Jimmy Butler on the Heat, Bam out of bio. Obviously, they did go to the finals last year, and they gave the likes of Giannis a lot of trouble. And then, obviously, you have the Brown and Tatum on the Celtics, which can who can drop forty on you on any given night. So um, the Nets could have a long, tough journey to the finals. And then you got to face what is likely going to be the Lakers with the Lakers who are extremely physical, who aren't about that pretty stuff that the Nets are about. Uh, The Nets are not physical at all. And I feel like the Lakers um, are just going to bludgeon them and um, stagnate their offense and hold them to maybe – 110 points instead of the 120 guaranteed you have when Harden, Kyrie, and uh, KD step on the floor. But um, the injury stuff is con- is concerning, but not concerning to the point where I don't think they're going to go to the finals. I am extremely concerned just because it is James Harden. If it was KD or Kyrie, we've seen how they played without each other. Um, I think Harden is the key piece in this team winning the chip. And I think their primary playmaker is not on the floor. He's not going to be healthy, and they don't have that chemistry figured out. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a little rough. 
But I think James Harden is good enough to the point where when he comes back, he's going to keep that MVP form that he was playing with earlier and absolutely dominate in the playoffs. That is my hope. What I'm hoping is that James Harden will actually be fully rested come playoff time for the first time, you know, ever in his career. Um, I hope he can come back fully rested. I don't know. A hamstring injury is a very lingering type of injury. We saw what happened to CP3. It's a, it's a, very, e- it's a very easy injury to re-aggravate. Um, so I think the Nets should play it extremely safe because, I mean, I, I think you know, like, for me, I don't think they're making out the East without James Harden. I think James Harden is going to be that key point that they need to take them over to the top. Um, so I just – I hope James Harden has a speedy recovery because I really want the Nets to get to the finals this year and beat whoever – I mean, might be the might be the Clippers, might be the Lakers, who knows. Um, but I don't think they can win without James Harden. And I think he's out – I think you said for another month. So the NBA season will probably – it will probably be over by that time. I mean, whoever they play in the first round, it's not going to be an easy task, especially if you play the Knicks, a very physical team. I don't know if James Harden's going to like that coming right out of the injury. So – um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot to ask for James Harden, and the fact that um, they've only played seven games together is it's a little concerning. I'm not gonna lie, because I saw what happened to the Clippers last year. You know, a lot of people taking off time, all that stuff. I don't know if the Nets' main priority is winning this ring. I'm not gonna be I'm gonna be completely 100 percent honest with you. Uh, it, it seems like everybody's focus is elsewhere. I mean, we have KD going on talk shows talking about my five best, <laughs> five greatest teammates. Um, it's just. There's a lot of news about the Nets this year that isn't related to basketball. Oh, just so, like the Clippers last year. This is why. That's why I'm trying to. That's why I'm, I'm trying to get the point across. So I, hopefully, Steve Nash can get his team on board, focused, and ready to play some basketball come playoff time. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say about the Nets. But um, the one thing I think um, is uh, that like holds them back, holds this back from being a major disadvantage. The fact that they're not able to play together much. Is the fact that this is this season has been so weird? No team has really been able to play. Like none of the really good teams have been able to play at full strength for That's true. for long stretches. That's like true. the Lakers, obviously. Um, the Nuggets, like even, Nuggets even, just lost yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even when the good teams have played against each other, they haven't been at full strength. So it's so hard to even tell who's like really good, who's gonna have trouble against who. Because we don't even know ourselves. We haven't seen it in the regular season. Because every time there's a big regular season matchup, oh, someone's out. Oh, COVID protocol. Some, like last week, um, Tobias Harris wasn't playing in that Clippers game. So was uh, Ka- uh, Kawhi wasn't playing. And then KD was out for the um, uh, Sixers-Nets game. And then obviously LeBron and AD were out for the Nets-Lakers game. So it's just so hard to tell. We, we don't know. Um what team is going to struggle against which what what team? Because like we just haven't been able to see it yet. We haven't been able to see all these teams at full strength for prolonged stretches. So it's just really hard to tell. This Besides season. the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns yeah, exactly. having a lot and low key, man. I feel like the Phoenix Suns have played together since they're going to be playing together the most. They're going to give the Lakers a run for their money. And I, I mean, low key, the West is a three team race right now, man. I think the Suns have a chance to get to the finals. As well as they would have to go through the Clippers, though. Yeah, they would have to go the Clippers and Lakers, which is a tough task to ask for. But I think this Suns team right now, they've CP3 is a difference maker. I mean, they play together the most out of all the other NBA teams, all the great teams right now. I mean, you have the Lakers who lost AD and, and LeBron, Clippers, you know, PG and Kawhi are on and off. And then we have the Nuggets who just lost Jamal Murray. So 
Uh, and the Jazz just lost Donovan Mitchell for a decent amount of time. So we'll see what happens. But coming into the playoffs, I think the Suns are going to be red hot. And I think the Lakers should be fearing the Suns more than the Clippers. But, uh, you know, don't sleep in the Clippers, though. Don't sleep in the Clippers. The Clippers got to fear them first, though. That's the thing. So uh, No one's been talking about what PZ's been doing recently. But, yeah, I want to say one thing about the Nets and concerned about that. You, you can't forget, you know, Katie and Kyrie have played together enough time this season, I feel like. And you forget. Can't forget that Katie and Harden were teammates in the Thunder. So compared to the versus to the Clippers, who you know just got PG and Kawhi, and were thinking they're going to coast and you know resting one or the other over and over again, this is not this is these are not you know a big three that has not been not playing together that much. So they kind of do know you know where at least Harden and KD for the most part, probably more than Katie and Kyrie. Harden knows KD spots. KD knows Harden spots. They they are friends, so that kind of lessens the concern about chemistry for me. Yeah, and that's why I think they're still going to go through the East um, at this point because we haven't seen anything from Ben Simmons to tell us that he's going to step up in the playoffs. And they can't. They there's no way they can beat the Nets with just Embiid scoring 38 a game. They're going to need at least 20 from Ben Simmons, and he hasn't been able to do that consistently consistently at all this season. We will see what happens because, I mean, listen, I'm just I'm just concerned because Harden is literally like he runs the show for the Nets, and I feel like if he's not there, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be. A, I don't think they're gonna get the one C anymore, literally because of the main reason is that I don't know if KD's gonna be playing every single game, so it's gonna be hard Kyrie by himself. We'll see what happens because I, I we've seen Kyrie and Harden together. We've seen Harden, KD, and OKC. We see KD and Kyrie play together enough. So, I mean, they all play, like, different. It's like all three of them have been, like, rotating on and off together, but it hasn't been the big three. And I want to see that big three. I want to see how good they really are come playoff time. Hopefully they're all together. Um, and we'll see, man. Regardless, yeah. Lakers in six. That's all. Against who? Against who? Against who? Against the whole field. And they're oh going to win God. every series in six games. That's so cap. What about five like last year? The 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 road is a little tougher this year, so um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the other teams an extra game. You know, I you know I just feel like, I but I think the Clippers series will go to seven. Sorry, Clippers Clippers series will go to seven. What about Phoenix? Six. You gonna watch the? I think you guys are gonna watch the Jazz. Who's guarding? Who's guarding AD on uh on the Suns? You know what? Like, it doesn't they, matter. They, they struggle against big men. I mean, Giannis has cooked them both Who knows games. if AD? Who knows if AD even can stay healthy after he comes back, man? Who knows? Who knows, knows if KD can stay healthy? Who knows if any of these guys can stay healthy anymore? Honestly, like we can't really tell the season. Uh, that short off season is really screwing over the regular season. I think I can speak for all of us in saying that we can't. Just, we can just. We can't wait to, for the playoffs. No, I wouldn't even point. lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I should have. Curry's the only keep, thing keeping us interested right now. They should have cut the regular season even ten games less than this. I think 62 games would have done the trick. I don't think you need to rush 72 in, especially on a rush regular season. Just keep it 62 and start the playoffs in like late May instead of whatever it is right now. I don't even it, know. What's it going is on. late May right now. Maybe May. mid May. Mid May or, or something. Yeah, or I feel like it's, they're just these players are literally coming off of a whole season that they played from August. Until October, I mean, for the Lakers especially. And now you got 
it's just a reg. I mean, back to like these players are very coddled. Like the past five, six years, there's been a, a heavy push to not play back to backs, and now games are just like every other game. Yeah, is exactly. They, just, cut them, they cut them down the last few years. Like consistently, they've been cutting them down, and now it's all of a sudden you have a bunch of four games in five nights or like five games in a week, stuff like that. Not yeah, or six or five games in eight days, something like that. So yeah. Is it, the players are just not used to it? It's taking a toll, especially on the stars. So um, the NBA should have really considered cutting down the game amount. Even sixty-five could have changed it because they, there would have been less back-to-backs. They could have ended the regular season at the same time if they wanted to, and just had less back-to-backs. Seven seventy-two wasn't wasn't absolutely needed. Um, as you can see, like we don't, they're not the bad teams are still bad um there isn't really really much controversy going on with the playing tournaments i think we know who's going to be who isn't besides that lakers or not lakers wizards bulls um so yeah i think 65 to 68 game or yeah 65 to like 67 games would have been good yeah for sure um though that being said Next week's show is going to be a great show. It's going to be a mock draft like we did last year for the first 10 picks of the draft. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting because this draft, I honestly have no clue what's going to happen besides the only guarantee I know is that Trevor Lawrence is going one. He even tweeted out at the, his wedding tweet. He said, thanks, Jaguar fans, for all the donations. I don't know. He said, can't wait to see you guys soon. Um, I think that's like the only lock right now. And then mm-hmm. we're going to be drafting. We're going to see where the other four quarterbacks are going to be headed into this draft. So um, I can't wait to talk to bit, talk to about – football with you guys next week um and yeah i mean it's gonna be a very entertaining show can't wait for y'all to join us and thank y'all for tuning in this week we'll see y'all soon peace thank you guys peace you sure